Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby and today we're joined by Jim Lu from Tribeca and Randall Jenicky from T. Rowe Price for a full portfolio reset. Our guests will be sharing some of the opportunities they've identified today, the headwinds they believe you should keep on your radars, as well as the three stocks they would own if they had to start from scratch. Thanks so much for joining us today. Guys, really excited for this discussion. The SX hit a new all-time high today. Is now a good time for a full portfolio reset? Randall, I might start with you. Thanks, Ali. Um, look, I'd say yes. Uh, I mean, whenever you reach a higher level in terms of asset values and prices, it's a good time to think about uh, where the opportunities are. And if you've done well out of it also, where you want to take some profit. Uh, I also think that given it's the start of the year, I know we're one month in, uh, it's always a good time ahead of reporting season to kind of think about the risks and the challenges. So I think this is a really important time given that valuations have moved high. We're probably about one standard deviation above the market average in terms of multiple over the last 10 years. And earnings risk, I think, is also quite high. So I think now is a good time to you know, think about the portfolio, where the risks are and where the opportunities are. We will get into some of those risks later on, but I go over to you now, Jim Bay. Do you feel like now is a good time for a full portfolio reset? Look, absolutely. I think, first of all, we always need to have the best portfolio forwards and making sure every stock you hold is has its purpose in the portfolio. Now, heading to reporting season, uh, we need to focus on what their earnings, what's the misses, what's the uh, what's the beat, and uh, what were some of the feedback we got from some of the industry players we, we heard back. So January is actually incredible busy time for us to get these sort of senses so we know uh, what the portfolio might look like, what the stock might look like when the results result does come through. Okay, before we started filming this, I was talking about reading Howard Mark's memo recently. He talks about there being a lot of Goldilocks thinking in the market right now. What are the risks that you think investors should have on their radars in 2024? A share market, there's always plenty of risk. Um, last year, we worry about the recession and the like, um, and they never eventuated. This year, I actually think, um, you know, with interest rate heading lower towards the end of the year, uh, with the recession risk certainly look like it's off the table, uh, we do think that it's more about the unexpected geopolitical risks or US election. Um, these are the exogenous shock that we talk to. It's very difficult for uh, share investors to sort of you know price these in, they tail risk. There's small probability, but they could cause an impact. But net net, I think equity market actually looks pretty good compared to last year. Okay, over to you, Randall. You talked about there being quite a lot of risk before. Yeah. What are the risks that you have on your radar right now? Look, I think one of the things to think about is taking the, the other side of the consensus view. So the market now is pricing in a soft landing. Uh, you know, the economy has been more resilient. Earnings have been more... Uh, resilient than people expected. And I would say that's now priced in. So the main risk is that you, that gets uh, uh, disappointing in terms of how things play out. And so this reporting season, I think, is key. We had a soft retail uh, number for December. 
And all of the anecdotes are that the economy is quite mixed. So I think the biggest near-term risk is around earnings. Um, the other risk I think that people are complacent on also is inflation. Everyone's now going to tell you they're going to have this nice glide path and immaculate uh, disinflation. I'm not so sure. I think in the second half of this year you want to worry about that. The geopolitical stuff, I think in a funny way we know about it. We just think something bad's going to happen. And normally when that's the case, it doesn't happen. So I worry about those other two risks as the key ones for 2024. Okay. With all that in mind, where are you finding opportunity? So again, kind of putting on the contrarian hat, I kind of look at what didn't do well last year and therefore where the valuations are more attractive and the fundamentals are getting better. And I, I think healthcare looks attractive. A really tough 2023, whether it's CSL, ResMed, a lot of the healthcare stocks disappoint in terms of earnings. I think you've had that rebase and this year looks good. Uh, I think also that energy looks good as well. Again, tough 2023. Uh, the fundamentals, I think, are looking better. We're kind of basing out. And then finally, I'd say lithium as well. And kind of everyone's going to give you the bad story about what's happening with the lithium price and obviously supplies being curtailed. That's a really good thing. So I think it's a good setup for lithium to buy it this year and really prosper into 2025 and beyond. OK, over to you, June Bay. Where are you finding the most opportunity in which sectors? I must agree, healthcare is incredible in terms of value, um, but that's the obvious one that, you know, your likes of CSL and the resume should do quite well. But my views, though, in terms of the economic reality is that, you know, we're, we're doing OK. Um, you know, yes, uh, consumer stock, retailers, you know, the economic environment will slow down. Consumer will have to pull back, but that's in the expectations. Um, people are still expecting JB Hi-Fi is earning to fall 25%. So yes, share price rallied, but that's on the um, earning of falling 25%. And so far, it's actually doing okay. Mid this year, don't forget, we've got the tax cut coming through um, for the lower to mid income uh, sort of tax bracket people, uh, family households, and they will spend a lot of that money. And now there's increasing more fiscal um, noise uh, from the both side of the party heading into the budget. So, you know, I actually think there's a lot of stimulus coming through for the consumer sector. So, you know, I think actually this sector, yes, they may have a tough reporting season, you know, a little bit soggy here and there, but it's a little bit mixed. But this is your buying opportunity. I think this sector will do uh, will do quite well. Okay, I'm quite excited for this. We asked our guests to bring along three stocks that they would own if they could start completely from scratch. Jim Bay, what would be your three stocks? <laughs> Look, I, I completely start from scratch. I, I will still own them. I, I still own them in my portfolio and I will buy them any day. Uh, Prometicus is number one. You know, I think this stock is an incredible, um, you know, huge addressable market. Um, it's expensive, but it is one of the very rare uh, growth uh, finds you can find it here in Australia. Um, next one is, um, you know, Light and Wonder. I think it's a, it's, it's a small, smaller company, less liquid, but it is dual listed over in the US. Um, it is um, very fast, uh, uh, fast growing up and uh, catching up to uh, the likes of Aristocrat, great management team, um, and it's doing really well. Um, there's an, uh, other company, look, if we're moving to a little bit more defensive, so I think the likes of uh, Resme is looking very good in the portfolio, um, very tough year, um, and for in the last 12 months, but heading into a much better environment this year. Okay, over to you, Randall. If you had to start completely from scratch, what three stocks would you own? Look, the three stocks I would own are Aristocrat, uh, ResMed and Pilbara. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So starting with um, Aristocrat, um, it's the market leader in terms of um, electronic gaming machines around the world. It's moving into digital gaming as well. But the thing that's fascinating is it's been a stock that's delivered very strong consistent earnings growth now for the better part of a decade, but it hasn't re-rated. So from multiple perspective, it's actually lower than its average for the last 10 years. 
and we still think it's got double-digit earnings per share growth to come for the next three years. It's gaining market share. So the momentum, we think, is going to continue. Uh, the second stock is ResMed. Uh, had a tough 2023, uh, you know, for the reasons around some missteps uh, around the cost structure, concerns of the impact of GLP-1s on the use of uh, CPAP, which is obviously their core business being in the sleep apnea market. We think a lot of those concerns are overblown, and that's now coming to the fore. Uh, and, all, and now you're also seeing that Philips, its main competitor, is really going to be out of the market for even longer. So ResMed, we think, is going to be the dominant play globally for quite some time, and its valuation looks attractive. And then the third stock's Pilbara. And that's, again, because if you think about it, we are going to require enormous amounts of lithium for many, many years to come, for decades to come. So whilst there's a short-term supply uh, um, imbalance now as demand has slowed, it's still very healthy, but it has slowed, we think we're going to get this curtailment in supply, bring the market back into balance, and then we're going to see price improvement going forward. Price have come down by 80%, we think we're at a low, and that's what's going to drive the stock going forward. But the key point I just highlight behind all those three stocks is that they've all got good valuation support, and I think that's what you need in a market that's at an all-time high. I want to know what went wrong for you in 2023. What was that dud in your portfolio that you just regret buying, and what are you going to do with that stock? Did you sell out of it, or are you holding onto it this year? Look, the biggest dud in the portfolio was ResMed. Uh, and that was really a function of the fact that I think we were a little bit slow to react to the noise around GLP-1s. And whilst we don't think it is a bigger longer-term risk and issue as the market believes, I think it always creates that uncertainty about what it means for the earnings profile. And at the same time, I'd also say ResMed, they had some issues with their cost structure, where I, th I think a lot of companies kind of let their cost structure become bloated over the COVID period. ResMed's definitely one. So they had to take a big restructuring. You know, so that all led to some pretty poor share price performance. So when I think about the attribution in my fund, ResMed was the worst performing company and therefore the data in the portfolio. Okay, over to you, Jim Bay. What was that stock that kept you up at night? What was the biggest dud in your portfolio? Oh my God, um, I, actually not to um, sound like we all hold the same stock. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's actually Pilbara has been very tough for the last 12 months. Um, you know, we, because we're long short funds, so, you know, fortunate for us, we can hold long Pilbara because we think it's, you know, it's a company that has great balance sheet and it's, um, you know, very low, low cost of production and, you know, lithium is space that we do believe in and we can short the ones that's yet to make money. Um, and, um, you know, that sort of worked for us, but Pilbara has been very tough. I do think they're heading into a much better environment now, next 12 months. Um, and, um, you know, and I do think it's with the M&A activities that are happening in the industry, it certainly sounds like that it's just bottomed. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content just like this every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.